Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. The website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, this morning I have something interesting to share with you um, from a manuscript called the Apocalypse of Baruch. And if you're watching the YouTube video version of this, I'm trying to show it on camera. Hopefully you can see it. Uh, the book was R.H. Charles, The Apocalypse of Baruch, and The Assumption of Moses. And uh, it tells you where the manuscripts are found. Uh, most of these are in a couple of uh, uh, museums in Europe. Um, but I wanted to read to you about the, what it says in here in The Apocalypse of Baruch about the coming judgment. Uh, but more specifically, what society will be like. Which is interesting because it really goes along with uh, something that's said in Second Esdras. In fact, if you have my devotional book, The End of Days, a 30-day devotional, if you go to chapter 20, I write uh, a chapter called In the Last Days, Love and Wisdom Shall Flee from the Earth. Very, very important chapter. Very, very important thing to understand and super prophetic as we as we look at the at what's developed in the last six seven months here in the United States of America and around the world it's it's uh, troubling deeply deeply troubling but also prophetic um, in many many ways so I would recommend if you have the book if you have my book I mean it's literally a two-minute read to read chapter 20 uh, check that out it'll it'll go right along with the conversation for this morning we will look at the passage in second estrus as well um, so give me just a minute here and I seem to have lost a couple of my windows so let me pull these up real quick for the second estrus and then I have a definition uh, that I want us to look at also. But the first thing I want to do is read from the Apocalypse of Baruch. So let's do that. About the coming judgment. Here's what it has to say. It says, For behold, the days come and the books shall be opened, in which are written the sins of all those who have sinned and again, also the treasuries in which the righteous of all those who have been righteous in creation is gathered. For it shall come to pass at that time that thou shalt see and many that are with thee the long suffering of the Most High, which hath been throughout all generations, who hath been long suffering towards all who are born alike, those who sin and those who are righteous. And I answered and I said, But behold, O Lord, no one knoweth the number of those things which have passed, nor yet of those things which are to come. For I know indeed that which hath befallen us, but what will happen to our enemies? And I know not, and when thou wilt visit thy works. So first thing, first thing it mentions is how God has just been long-suffering for many generations. And we would certainly agree with that, right? I mean, the fact that fire and brimstone hasn't rained from the sky... To give us what we all deserve is an example of God's long suffering and his great mercy. And he answered and he said unto me, Thou shalt be preserved till that time. 
till that sign which the Most High will work for the inhabitants of the earth in the end of days. This, therefore, shall be the sign. Okay. So we're about to have a sign given to us. What to expect? How? What are things going to look like that we can know that it's, that it's here, that it's approaching? First thing he mentions, check this out. When a stupor shall seize the inhabitants of the earth, and they shall fall into many tribulations, and again when they shall fall into great torments. Now the first thing I want to focus on is the stupor. When a stupor shall fall upon the inhabitants of the earth. Now there's two possible definitions of what this stupor means. The first is kind of like a incoherent right you've heard the phrase a drunken stupor it's kind of like being incoherent uh, docile unawares it can also basically mean stupid right stupor you're the people are just they lack wisdom they lack intelligence they're docile and dumb okay uh, that is one way to describe stupor. What's interesting, and this is what I talk about in chapter 20 of the End of Days, a 30-day devotional, is Second Estrus says something very similar. So let's go look at that. I'll start from verse 1. Verse 1. Nevertheless, as the coming tokens, behold, the day shall come, that they which dwell upon the earth shall be taken in great number, and the way of truth shall be hidden, and the land shall be barren of faith. But iniquity shall increase above that which now, th which now thou seest or hast heard long ago. And the land that thou seest now to have root shall thou see wasted suddenly. But if the Most High grant thee to live, thou shalt see after the third trumpet that the sun shall suddenly shine again in the night, and the moon thrice in the day, and the blood shall drop out of the wood, and the stone shall give his voice, and the people shall be troubled. And even he shall rule whom they look not for that dwell upon the earth, and the fowls shall take their flight away together. And the smotterish sea shall cast out fish and make a noise in the night, which many have not known, but they shall all hear the voice thereof. There shall be a confusion also in many places, and the fire shall be oft sent out again, and the wild beasts shall change their place, and menstruous women shall bring forth monsters. And the salt water shall be found in the sweet, check this out, and all friends shall destroy one another. Then shall wit wisdom, intelligence. Then shall wit hide itself, and understanding withdraw itself into its secret chamber. And it shall be sought of many, and yet not be found. Then shall in righteousness and incontinency be multiplied upon the earth. Two things. Number one, Baruch says, or this apocalypse of Baruch says, that in the last days there'll be a stupor on the people, right? They'll be deceived. They'll be they'll be dumb. Second Ezra says wit's gonna hide itself. 
Understanding is going to withdraw itself into its secret chamber. You won't be able to find it. He says it'll be sought by many, but not be found. But instead, what will take place is unrighteousness and incontentency. I'm having trouble with that word. They also says that friends will be fighting amongst each other. Look at what's going on. There's so much division. Division by race, division by how you, if, whether or not you're going to, you know, wrap a piece of cloth around your head. And look at the anger and everything that's going on about all of this. And just the lack of wisdom, the lack of common sense. Now this word incontendency has two possible definitions. But the main thing that it means is it's, it's about a, a passion or an appetite for something. So unrighteousness is going to increase and the appetite for that is going to increase. And when we're talking about incontinency in the, in the Bible, the passions or the appetites can be of anger, which would go along with you know, the friends destroying one another, right? So it can be this, there's just constant appetite, this constant unrighteous attitude, this appetite for anger, uh, and the appetite could also be an indulgence of lust, lewdness, uh, sexual inappropriateness, okay? Which we certainly see all of that developing. So according to second, the full book of Second Estrus and the Apocalypse of Baruch, this is the type of mindset. There's gonna wisdom's gonna flee. People are going to be attacking one another. There's going to seemingly be no intelligence left. Instead, it'll be replaced with righteousness or unrighteousness and an appetite for lewdness, for lewdness, for Im- for immorality, for anger. And even uh, in the Bible, in Matthew, it talks about how many shall be offended in the, in the last days, right? It says, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another. Again, goes along with this friends destroying one another. And shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound. Same thing being said here in Second Estrus. Unrighteousness and incontinency will be multiplied upon the earth. The book of Matthew says, Iniquity shall abound, and the love of many shall wax cold. Wax cold. That's Matthew chapter 24, verse 10 through 12. So what we can expect in the last days, culturally, is friends turning on one another, hatred, lack of love, the mass population being dumb, being lacking basic common sense but instead having an appetite for anger and indulging in those lusts and great confusion if that's if that doesn't describe the world you're living in now <laughs> I mean I don't know how much more we could be I don't know how much more the world could be like what it the all the Scriptures and the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Apocrypha and the Bible and all these things say about what the last days are going to look like. I mean, even wild beasts, there's, you know, have changed their places. There's all kinds of reports that's been happening over the last six months about 
you know, bears in inner cities and, you know, just weird stuff like that. So, it'll be so unrighteous that there'll be nowhere to go to escape the unrighteousness. As Second Ezra says here in verse uh, 11, One land shall ask another land and say, Is righteousness that maketh a man righteous gone through thee? And it shall say, No. At that time, men shall hope, but not obtain. Right? All hope will be removed. Now check this out. When a stupid... Back to the, uh, apocal or, yeah, the apocalypse of Baruch. When a stupor shall seize the inhabitants of the earth, and they shall fall into many tribulations, and again when they shall fall into great torments, and it shall come to pass when they say in their thoughts by reason of their much tribulation, the mighty one doth no longer remember the earth. Yea, it will come to pass when they abandon hope that the time will then awake. And I answered and I said, will that tribulation which is to be continue a long time? And will that necessity embrace many years? And he answered and he said unto me, In twelve parts it is that time divided, and each one of them is reserved for which is appointed for it. In the first part there shall be a beginning of commotions, and in the second part there shall be slayings of the great ones, and in the third part the fall of many by death, and in the fourth part the sending of the sword, and in the fifth part famine and withholding of rain, and in the sixth part earthquakes and terrors, and in the eighth part, a multitude of specters and attacks of the Shadim. I don't know what that means, friends. And in the ninth part, the fall of fire. And in the tenth part, rapine and much oppression. And in the eleventh part, wickedness and unchastity. And in the twelfth part, confusion from the mingling together of all those things aforesaid. For these parts of that time are reserved, and shall be mingled one with another, and minister one to another. For some shall leave out some of their own, and receive in its stead from others, and some shall complete their own and that of others, so that those may understand who are upon the earth in those days that this is the consummation of the times. What it's saying here is that in the last days it'll be a mixture of all of those things happening. Confusion, death of the sword, famine, earthquakes. Sounds a lot like what Jesus said, huh? And this is all, and then apparently we should be able to recognize this according to what this says. Nevertheless, whosoever understandeth shall be wise. For the measure and reckoning of the times are two parts, a week and seven weeks. And I answered and I said, Is it good for a man to come and behold, but it is better that he should not come lest he fall? But I will say this also, will he who is incorruptible despise those things which are corruptible, and whatever befalleth in the case of those things which are corruptible, so that they, they might look only on those things which are not corruptible? But if, O Lord, those things shall assuredly come to pass which thou hast foretold to me, so do thou this also unto me, if indeed I have found grace in thy sight. Is it in one place or in one of the parts of the earth that those things are to come to pass, or will the whole earth experience them? So he's saying, hey, are the things you're describing just going to be in one area, or is it the entire earth? 
that's going to experience this madness. Here's the response. And he answered and he said to me, Whatever shall then befall, shall befall the whole earth. Therefore, all who live shall experience them. For at that time I will protect only those who are found in those selfsame days in this land. And it shall come to pass when all is accomplished that was to come to pass in those parts that the Messiah shall then begin to be revealed. And the, and the Bohemist shall be revealed from his place, and the Leviathan shall ascend from the sea, and those two great monsters which I have created on the fifth day of creation, and shall have kept until that time, and then they shall be for food for all that are left. Um... Maybe we need to do a study on the behemoth and the Leviathan, which is in the Bible. That's interesting. Apparently, it's going; those two creatures are going to make an appearance in the last days. The earth also shall yield its fruit ten thousand fold, and one of the vine there shall be a thousand branches, and each branch shall produce a thousand clusters, and each cluster shall produce a thousand grapes, and each grape shall produce a core of wine. And those who have hungered shall rejoice. Now it's talking about the revealing of the Messiah, right? Moreover, also they shall behold marvels every day, for wind shall go forth from before me to bring every morning the fragrance of aromic fruits, and at the close of the day clouds the stealing the dew of health. And it shall come to pass at the same self-time that the treasury of mana shall again descend from on high, and they shall eat of it in those years, because they who have come to the consummation of time. And it shall come to pass after these things... When the time of advent of the Messiah is fulfilled, that he shall return in glory. Then shall all who have fallen asleep in hope of him rise again. And it shall come to pass that at that time that the treasuries shall be opened, in which is preserved the number of souls of the righteous. And they shall come forth, and a multitude of souls shall be seen together in one assemblage of thought. And the first shall rejoice, and the last shall not be grieved, for they know that the time hath come of which it is said that it is the consummation of times. But the souls of the wicked, when they behold all these things, shall then waste away the more, for they shall know that their torment hath come, and their perdition hath arrived. So there is what I wanted to share with you this morning. Conversation about the end of time, the consummation of all things. It is undeniable, I think, at this point. You know, we've been watching it, and we've been seeing it come for years, right? And every year it just kind of compounds on top of itself, and now here we are. And the Twilight Zone, for real. Just complete and utter insanity. The population has lost its mind. It's never going to be like it used to be. The world is being stripped down. And judgment, I fear, is coming. So the only real question today is, do you know him? Do you know the Savior? And if there's any doubt in your mind, look in the mirror. Work your salvation out with fear and trembling. Examine yourself daily to see if you are in the faith. Get on your face before God. Right now, we are probably all facing more temptation than normal. There's a, there's a spiritual darkness that's descended upon the earth, and there's a spiritual war taking place right now for our souls and for mankind. 
and that war is ramped up. We need to be taking refuge under the wings of God. We need to go into our secret chambers and hide ourselves for a little while until the indignation be overpassed because God is coming out of his place to judge the inhabitants of the earth. I pray you've been blessed by this this morning. A couple of things I want to, uh, housekeeping things I want to tell you about. I will be out of town for a few days this week, so this will be the, I'll have this podcast release on Monday, but then it'll probably be Thursday and Friday before anything else comes out, so just be aware of that. Um, and also, if you want to support this work, you can go to scriptureandprophecy.com, click on the Donate and Support tab at the top, and that's how you help me make this happen. And I appreciate all of you who are willing uh, to support this work, who believe in, in what's being done here. And then you can also just go to scriptureandprophecy.com forward slash book and pick up a copy of the End of Days devotional. It's extremely timely. And... Uh, It looks like time is short. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.